This podcast was made possible by Hot Source Yoga. Are you in Santa Cruz and looking to get or stay fit? You gotta check out Hot Source Yoga in Aptos. It is by far our favorite yoga studio with lots of classes to choose from, and they even offer childcare. I've been hitting the Hot Source Yoga Sculpt, and I've never felt or looked any better. And guess what? They also offer a 30-hour Hot Pilates teacher training online so you can get certified from the comfort of your own home. Ready to make your own dreams come true? The founder, Nicole, is also a life coach miracle worker who has helped hundreds of women and girls empower themselves to make their dreams a reality. Nicole offers sessions in person or online. Use code SHAMELESS for $20 off your first coaching session at NicoleDuke.com. And be sure to visit HotSourceYogaStudio.com to see why it's our latest obsession. I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Happy, happy Hanukkah, everybody. Actually, Hanukkah is right before Christmas Eve this year. I yeah. don't even... I, it's on... It's it's a different... They're not in the Gregorian calendar. They're oh. based on like a lunar, actually solar calendar. Ooh, so it the fun. it's longer, so it shifts. But I believe... Are you going to Google it? Well, no. It's on our it's on our calendars. Our I believe calendars? it just... No. Um, Happy Hanukkah. It is... Do yeah. Hanukkah is on the 23rd this year, and this is the 24th. I right thought now. I saw another calendar that it was earlier. I was so... I'm so confused. I was like... I don't... Yeah. Well, whatever. Anyway, if you're celebrating any of, I know we do have a lot of listeners in Israel. So if you're out there in Israel, Ooh, or you're just, happy. you know, maybe Jewish, Jewish That's you and you say. live next door to me. Um, I'm also a quarter Jewish, but you know, fun fact about that. It's from my mom's side, everyone, if you were wondering. And my mom's dad was Jewish and her mom was Catholic, but her mom converted. But guess what? We all think she slept with a rosary under her pillow her whole life because she felt like she was sinning. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm like kind of Jewish. Right? And hence why there's an ish at the end. I was, I was Jewish by injection for many years. You got injected with Jewish sperm? Yes, I Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. I sure did. Oh, my gosh. So this episode's coming out on Christmas Eve. If you celebrate that their holiday, then happy holidays. If you don't, then... Well, we love you in any ways. We already talked about Santa on a previous episode, so we know Amy outed Santa and it's his <laughs> non existence or if, if you do if believe San- in Santa. Santa was a what if Santa was a lady? Santa was a lady. A bearded, bearded lady? lady. Yeah. Bearded lady who liked cookies. The hormones didn't they weren't quite right for the like yeah. the, the beard. She was rocking that shit and she was flying around. She had all these reindeer. She's bringing joy to all the little sinners all around the world. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's cute. So this episode, everyone, is with Mistress Marley. Marley. She is a dominatrix and for the most part, a financial dominatrix, also called a findom. 
and she's a fucking badass. April's dog is going crazy right now. Speared an animal in the background. He woke up from a nap after being in the penalty box. That was box. just me growling. That's <laughs> April growling. I am still sick going on week five of sickness. Dude, I know. That's crazy. You, you literally have a consistent congested nose. Yeah, it sounds awesome. It's my everyone who thought I had a sexy, sultry podcast voice. Eat your heart Did out. Did you deviate your septum at some point? I hope not. Your sex accident with your new lover? Yeah, just all that deep, deep, deep <laughs> too much, Too much facial sitting. <laughs> that, you were getting your face sat on. Did she say that on Yeah, she podcast. was talking about that. She was like, face sitting, wax play. I was like, I love that. Oh my goodness. Just a menu. Here you go. If you if you Google that, though, have you ever Googled like the many things people do for kink play, like face face sitting? It's like a little bit of a, um, a fix, asphyxiation thing where it's a little bit like breath play meets pressure meets the big old not big old but like a pussy and ass buried <laughs> on your face your whole big old, big old pussy i mean i think in any pussy or ass whether it's big or small buried on your face i have a big old pussy story to tell you real quick which <laughs> speaking of since i so the other day i uh was i don't know if it was i can't remember the time of day but uh it was 1 35 p.m it, yeah well it doesn't really it's not an irrelevant part of the story i was just trying to set the mood for you oh, okay the context i was banging it out with my partner and it had been like a couple of days and we, oh no it was nighttime now now i can remember uh the time of day and it was nighttime and i guess it like the the experience like the play like the penetration play lasted for i don't cause i'm really bad at time like you're really good at time you're like it was like five or six minutes or you're like 15 minutes for for me, I'm bad with the timing, but it had to be a long time because at, like we both had amazing orgasms, really, really fun session, super fun, super like uh, there was a lot of openness, but a lot of like fun uh, kind of kind of domination play, me being the sub. And so in the end, we both had awesome orgasms, too, which was really cool because that doesn't always happen every time we play. And I woke up the next morning and I was like walking with a fucking limp. No. And then I look at my my labia and and my clitoris are just Bruised? swollen, oh, swelled up, like totally swelled to the point where I had to walk with like a little bit of a like a leg bowed leg situation. And <laughs> I had to ice my vulva with a pack of peas. So. Sometimes it's the price you pay. So Dude, my big old you, pussy you really was were the epitome of banging it out. Like you really yeah. lived up to the term. The thing is, we don't usually have that much penetration. And I also think that it was because I, I don't I was actually well, I was assessing. I was I, I assessed what I thought was the reason because I know my pussy did take a pounding and I was like trying to assess like <laughs> Betty what, would be proud. what the reason was for the swell the this uh, the swelling but it was like uh it was an immense amount of swelling that typically doesn't happen so uh if that happens to anyone out there just pack a peas for about 20 minutes or uh ice cold la croix and uh <laughs> and it, uh, it was a little bit easier for me to to uh have pants on <laughs> I, mean, uh, I would say that the sign of a, of an epic sex session you know, when it's all consensual in every single way, you never are having compliant sex and you're completely speaking to your truth is some soreness, maybe not like in your necessarily the pussy region, but like when I have when my body's sore, like my thighs are sore, my arms are sore from sex from like some sort of crazy position I'm in. 
I feel like a badass. I think we were doing a lot of, we did a lot of penetration, but we did a lot of external uh, penis on vulva play for a oh, while. Like the, you're I, rubbing? Yeah. And I love that because like with Uber, we use like, Uber It's like Lube, a wand. But it's like a wand, but it's like, to me, it's like really hot because it's like, it sometimes it'll go in and then you pull it back out. But I think that might be, I don't know. This is something I didn't even plan on telling you or, uh, or the, the podcast. We world do that out often. There. That's why it's called Shayla's Sex, everyone. I, I just thought about it when you said like the big old pussy. I was like, my pussy got big old the other day. Yeah. Big old. <laughs> big old the other day. But that's when we got big old. And like, okay, well, it's not really old and it's not that big. No, but, but it's, it's like a play on words. Yeah, it's, it's just for it's fun. It's like, yeah, it's like when people say, uh, that when they use like big little in the same sentence. Yeah. Like you're when, that was one. the biggest little thing I've ever seen. I'm like, <laughs> a little big? Yeah, or it's like, like or like a um uh uh like an old old young man like you ever met those people where that's what my dog is an old young old young man, man. Yeah. yeah like he's kind of he's old like the oldest young, puppy old. anyone's ever seen yeah he well, looks he's like me down a little bit a little shit yeah, love him it. to death all got right it. so everyone this episode is going to be super fun and entertaining and interesting and insightful are we answering a sex question we are answering a sex question. I don't even know them. You pick them out and I just... I like to surprise you. I like this surprise And then element. when I read it, I never get it done perfectly, but just be patient with me. So this person said we could use their first name. Kelly asks, I've been dating this guy I met on Tinder. We are not sponsored by them, everyone, for about a month now. And even though we have not discussed being exclusive and I'm pretty sure he's seeing other women, we have been having sex without condoms. Usually I'm pretty good about using condoms unless I'm in a monogamous relationship. But the first time we had sex, it was very spontaneous car sex and he didn't wear a condom. And for some reason, once we had sex without a condom, I found it difficult to tell him that moving forward, we really need to use condoms unless we made a decision together to sleep with each other exclusively and both got tested. Um, after we had sex for the first time, he did claim that he had been tested recently, by the way. So my question is, how do you two recommend that I discuss the fact that I feel like we need to start using condoms and continue to use them consistently until we both decided that we only want to have sex with each other? Also, so a three-part question. How might I express to him that I'm ready to be exclusive whenever he is without coming across as if I'm trying to put pressure on him and rush him into something he needs more time to consider? And the last one, one more thing. This may be silly, but he used the hashtag raw doggin on some pictures that he posted from a guy's trip to Cuba that he went on last fall. And maybe it's just a reference to some silly inside joke or something, but I'm a little concerned that's an indication that it's commonplace for him and his buddies to have unprotected sex, possibly with multiple women. Do you think I should ask him about it, even though I'm kind of afraid? to even find out what it means or just let it go because it's likely something silly or it's just me being paranoid if I bring it up. Okay, wait. So I just want to recap the questions so I can answer them. And I have I, I have a really good answer to one of them. So the first question is... How do I ask to... How do I ask to use condoms after I haven't, yes. right? Because yeah. this has happened with me, me before. The second question is exclusivity. How, How do I convey that I'm ready for exclusivity without feeling like I'm pressuring them, like they can take their time, but let them know, like, I'm there, but when you can take your time... Okay. When you're ready to be there, I'm there too. Okay. And then the third is the raw dog in, in Cuba. What the fuck did that mean, bitch? Raw dog in <laughs> Cuba? You said raw dog and I'm not down with that shit. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, okay, Don't so do the, what I just did. The answer to the first question, in my opinion, obviously, uh, 
is okay. So that happened with me. I hooked up with this Scottish person that had a Prince Ooh, Albert piercing. Freedom. freedom. <laughs> and when I was in Thailand, and uh, the condom actually broke. And then I was like, well, fuck it. We were right in the middle of like this really intense, fun session. And then uh, day two happened and I kind of was like, well, fuck it. At this point, uh, let's not use a condom. And then I totally retracted that midway, realizing that, wait a second, what am I doing? I'm not on birth control. I don't know this guy at all. We're in Thailand. And so I just made, I actually made him take it out of his Prince Albert piercing. So the condoms wouldn't break again. And then we continued to use condoms and having the open conversation with him was great. However, I will say that that wasn't the only time that that situation happened. And, uh, I felt a little insecure about asking when there was a time where we didn't use a condom um, and with the two different people, the fireman was the other one that um, I didn't use a condom because the condom also broke. And I can't remember uh, if it, I think it was right away and there wasn't another one available. So we just like still had sex and I was. Condoms usually break because people aren't putting them on correctly, by yeah. the way, or if they have a te- uh, piercing, then that might do it too. But yeah, well I had a bunch of free condoms. The ones that I used on um, Prince Albert, piercing mm-hmm. human freedom um freedom i had a bunch of grab bag condoms from from no oh. from uh the sex show when we went to europe it was like in 2000 we whatever Venus? It, yeah oh, i, I got a bunch Venus of Adiba, fr- i was another one yeah we, i had a bunch of free condoms so they're all shitty ass condoms with like weird sayings on uh, sayings on them and the i just i had a bunch and i brought them and they were all shitties and they like they would break and the the piercing was one of the reasons but piercing back to the question it. i don't know if any condom could withstand a sharp metal thing Th- this would be my answer because i researched this uh-huh. after this happened and uh my answer to you is i would if you are on contraception because that's a huge portion of obviously of using condoms is the contraceptive piece although safe sex is also another reason you're about 80. I think it's 82%. I don't want to give you an exact percentage because, um, it's in the eighties and, uh, I, which ones the, uh, they're all different. I know. Hold on. Can I finish? Yes. Uh, so you're about 80, I think it's 88%, uh, of protected from pregnancy by condoms and it could be less or more, but, um, STDs, it's like in the low 80s, protected by condoms. But every single session is different. Remember, herpes, you're not protected by condoms at all. So that one you can get no matter what. So um, just skin-to-skin contact if the person is obviously having an outbreak or we, we've talked about this before. So I will say, you're lessening your chances of, of obviously, of, of having a child and or getting an STD every time you use it, even if you've had sex once, unprotected, and then you go back to using condoms. You're just lessening your chances of actually transmitting a disease to one another or getting, um, or getting pregnant. So that would be the reason, in my opinion, why you should go back to using condoms. Because it's not like, oh, if this person has been tested, I'm never going to get anything. It's going to be like you each time you have sex with them, you could get something. So that's my first response. And thank you for letting me finish, Amy. But there... But the question was, how do I talk to them about it? Not, it isn't, it isn't about, should I? It's, how do I go to them and be like, 
you know, we've been having sex without condoms for a while. Like, so what did you say? How did you tell the Scottish dude when you said? Well, for me, it just wasn't an op. I said it was straightforward. It was it was the 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 stats, the facts, because I had researched what would happen. So I said, look, like you're eighty percent. I didn't give him the, the percentage point over, bro. No, no, I, it was. I was like, hey, I I'm not on birth control, and I don't want to get pregnant. And every time, like, I know that you're probably not having an STD. However, mm. for me, I feel safer this way, yeah. and because of these statistics, and I'm a super fucking logistical human, as you can probably assume. So for me, that was the the comfortable way to address it, where I was like, these are the stats. And I didn't have the necessary PowerPoint presentation backing this at the I'm time. I'm surprised you did Because <laughs> I was in <laughs> Thailand. I didn't have my map. Normally she would. Accessible. Like exhibit A. Look at from this laser pointer. Yes. B, herpes. So uh, I did say after the condom broke, because he was saying like, well, the condom already broke. So what's the big deal? So that's what people do. They're like, well, we already went down the slippery slope. We, you know, we already made the accident or the, the we didn't do the thing. So like, let's just stick to it. And I have totally done that before where I've been in situations we started having sex without condoms and just kept doing it um and so yeah i would agree with what april's saying is i mean what else do you say other than what is true and what is true is hey here's what's true we started having sex without condoms yeah it was really hot we were in a car it felt good you said you got tested blah 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 we are not exclusive i'm worried about my health you can tell me that you think you're clean or you've been tested, but until we are exclusive, we've both been tested. I'm never going to fully be able to relax or feel completely safe. So I would like us to start using condoms until we're either exclusive or we've both been tested and we decide we're going to be fluid bonded, meaning the only other people we have sex with are it's with condoms. And, and so it's just a matter of that. It's just like exactly what you were saying. It's just like being straightforward Here's my here's the statistics or like here's my what I'm worried about or concerned about. This is my body. I get to advocate for it. I do have to say I came I did come from a really like a badass boss bitch scenario where I was like, if you want to fuck this, then you have <laughs> to you use like, condoms. Were you adopt, like a fine Almost dog? like a dom. Like I, I didn't give a fuck because I was like if if you want me you, to email you, you know, yeah. like, pay me. I'm like if you don't want to, if you don't want to have sex with me, I'm not. I'm going to be just fine. If you don't have sex with me because I won't use a condom with you, I'm going to be just fine. Yeah. And for me, it came from the pregnancy part, and it came from that the I didn't know that person. Yeah. And then this person, obviously, I think uh, they now have a consistent hookup situation. It yeah. sounded like from the and writing. They're, in, they're really into them. She's really yeah. into this person. You know, and she's. And so this is part two. The exclusivity she's, piece. She's she's feeling like you know I'm there, but I don't. And this is this happens in actually it happens in all different ways with all genders, right? But I think it's pretty. It's very common in the heterosexual world for one men to think that all women want to get married and put a ring on it and have all the babies. And then when women convey enthusiasm, then there's this like too muchness thing that can go on. So women are afraid of doing that. It would be seeming too needy or so. So she's asking you, how do I say, like, here's my truth. I'm here. I'm really into you, and I'm ready to just be with you without saying, I'm really into you. I'm ready to just be with you, and you have to change everything for me. So she doesn't want to scare him away. So I'm going to go with this advice that I also uh, utilized, and Amy's probably not going to agree with it, but this is the reason <laughs> that it's shameless sex because we, I definitely am not a therapist and I also... That's the reason why we have two of us. And there's two of us, so you can choose whatever advice you want and... I mean, I'm not always right, that's And I'm sure. also not saying that I'm any sort of expert. I'm going to tell you this and Amy's probably going to be like, really, Chip? Really? 
I honestly say, <laughs> for real, I honestly think you're that ready to say it. I would play the game a little bit. Okay, yep, already said. Yeah, <laughs> because I, I for sure had uh, when I was single. And when I was starting to enter into this partnership, this whole thing where I could, I love monogamy and I love exclusivity. I love being like someone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want you. And I'm like, yeah. And I also love when I have like a one up on them. And this is not necessarily great. I'm not saying that you should do this. This is what (laughs) I did. And this is where I'm not a therapist. I'm saying for you, listener out there, if this works for you, like live into your true self. And if you feel like communicating how you feel because you really do care about them and want to be exclusive and hope that you get the same thing in return, tell them. And for me, I felt more comfortable and confident in myself being like, oh, I don't want a boyfriend and exclusivity is off the table for now. So I want to sleep with whoever. And I get that if you want that too. So let's just take this day by day and let's revisit if your feelings are changing. So that way the ball is still in my court. And if they did feel like their emotions were changing towards me, I could make the decision, even though I would have been into it with a couple of them. That's some avoidant shit right there. (laughs) See, but it's just that, but that's what I'm saying. Like I come from this other place where I definitely am afraid to get hurt sometimes. And so I'm not saying that that's the right path. That's a path that I chose. And if it's advice that you don't want to adhere to, I'm never going to hold anyone to it. Everyone can choose their their way of going about it. If you want to to play the game, I'm, I mean, yeah, I obviously you already knew you already knew what I was to say that I'm not I'm not a fan of playing games. I'm a fan of getting hurt and being honest. And because later on they're going to find out, and you play the game in the beginning, and then you get it. Guess what? You're still playing a fucking game because it's built on a game and it's not a great foundation to start a relationship and to start closeness, in my opinion. But this guy's raw dogging in Cuba. But we don't know what raw dogging <laughs> fucking means. We haven't got to exhibit. Maybe he needs or- to look at the raw dogging hashtags <laughs> on Instagram because that's where I come these. from. If I me? saw if this dude that I want to be exclusive with was raw dogging in Cuba, I don't know. For me, I'd be like, I'm going to protect myself because that motherfucker's probably raw dogging in Cuba. Well, unless yeah. he's like hanging out with a bald dog walking it in Cuba. Raw dogging, like she. She said it could be such an inside joke. Like we do that like with our girlfriends. a hot dog without a bun. We say the craziest sexual shit is with that our what girlfriends. It is? Raw dog is bare, ba- like bare I know bag what it is, but I'm saying like the other, perhaps but eating the what outside of a eat, hot dog. Eating the hot dog without a bun. That's I'm like what? What else could raw dog? Be? Oh my god! Besides that like hashtag, no ketchup, no relish, nothing. Yeah, it's just raw dog in <laughs> Cuba. No, do lube. they eat hot dogs in Cuba? The next question. Raw dog. That's maybe or. Or maybe, you know, someone got really sunburned and it was chafy or... Maybe they rode a horse without a saddle. Yeah, yeah, or... Isn't that bareback? Yeah. I mean, but raw, yeah, or... Yeah, there's so many things that it could be. Um, so to close on <laughs> the second point, and then we'll finish raw dog, which I don't think we need a lot of time with the raw dog. All <laughs> these questions are valid. None of them are, none of them are stupid, and I, I'm sorry if it sounds like... We're laughing about it, but April and I obviously have differing opinions about the game. Um, I think that we live in a society. I have guy friends. I'm not going to name their names, but you, they're your friends too, April. Um, chip one, chip two, chip three. Chip eight. Uh, who say that, I mean, it's it goes with the fucking, you know what drives me crazy? Why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? It goes with that Hose shit. and different area codes. No, shit. not even that. It's, oh. it's 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 why would I? You know, if she if she puts out 
too early or if she tells me she's too into me too early, then like why would I go for it when I can get all of it that quickly, right? Like there's no it's the fucking patriarchy. That's I'm bullshit. sorry. That is and, bullshit. And so like the whole game playing and not being able to share where we really are because we are afraid of scaring them away. And I feel that at times too. I'm not saying that I don't I don't really I don't really let myself play the game. I, I am saying I am saying that I do not let myself play the game, but the game tries to get me in, within myself and within society and uh, depends on who I'm dating and if they're a game player too, then it, they can really like suck me into it. Or sorry, that sounds big to me, but like I can um I can buy into it. But it drives me crazy and I so I say don't play the game. Take some risks. Be honest. You don't have to say like you know, all you have to say is like, hey, just to let you know, like, I'm really feeling this. And I'm also okay being exactly where we are. And there's no pressure for you to meet me where I'm at. And if you want to meet me where I'm at at some point, you know, tell me because I'm here and I'm going to be here. And, and, and at some point I might not be because I might have to take care of myself. But like, I'm happy being here and I'm ready for more if you are. When I said play the game, I meant break the game. Because <laughs> that's what she's doing. She's working from the inside. Exactly. Actually, and I believe that. I about wasn't you. like spin that wheel. I was like break that fucking wheel. From the inside. From the inside You're like a spy. Yeah. She's like, that's just, right. Yeah, she's like, in there. You think you got a game? I'm five points ahead of you. <laughs> okay. When then- See, this is why Amy and I, you know, we're the yin and the yang. <laughs> that's why we're chip and dip. I'm yeah. dip. She's chip. Because um, I stick my chip in your dip. <laughs> I just spread my legs. You can't see it. Um, okay, so and then so just the last final raw dog, and we already kind of commented. We on that. commented on it. I will only say that no idea why this uh, person would post that without knowing what kind of uh, associations there were behind the hashtag of raw dog. So asking them about it meh, may or may not benefit you because okay. you. No one is, if they just had unprotected sex, they're, they're not, not going to put that in a fucking hashtag. And if it was also, they were curious about if it was like m- unprotected group sex, no one's going that to tell you. And if you're not exclusive, idiotic. they don't have to tell you. If, so if, you're going to have to choose. This group of men went in raw dog, like full on barebacked in Cuba, and then they were dating other women or some of them were probably married or whatever. And then they use a hashtag. They are dummies. And so I highly doubt that that is true. Unless so, they're, unless. So maybe we should go back to question two. Unless they're too smart. You, are you sure? <laughs> you want to get invested with no, this person I'm i just kidding. I mean, my guess is it's like i i i've we've gone out with like wine tasting with women and we've to come up with stupid hashtags that have to do with like pussy power or whatever it is and like you know it might sound like we're dominating the world by sitting doing face sitting or whatever but really we're just having a good time so i think if it's eating away at you then you can you know lovingly be like hey here's something that i create a story about I read that hashtag. We're not using condoms. I'm kind of freaking out inside. You said raw dog. Like, I just, what does that mean? It might, you might be right. It might, it might have been something funny that happened and it wasn't like, we, yeah. Because I feel like, why would someone really post something on just that had publicly? Sex. Yeah. <laughs> that seems, that seems very unrealistic. Is it worth an actual conversation? I don't, I don't know. Because if, if it maybe it would be so. funny, but but like maybe they'd be like, "What are you talking about?" That was like a funny inside joke that we had because we I don't know did shots of some weird fucking Cuban tequila. It's I don't a know raw dog, a drink called raw dog. Yeah, who, you know, knows? who knows? And and like I think the deeper issues is that she's that she's very worried about the unprotected sex and the you know there's not this exclusivity and you know and deep down like she's got feelings for this person. 
She she has strong feelings for this person or stronger feelings for this person. She's ready for more. And what I will say about this phase that you're in, it's a hard phase to be in because it, uh, you're not sure if it feels balanced. Yeah. And what happens and these there's a lot is, of room that could you could get hurt. Yeah. And it's a risk. And be, be open to that, though. Like, that's where the magic comes in. The growth comes in is when we take the risks, right? We kind of have to take risks to get to where we want to go. And it might not be with this person. but And don't hate the game or the player. Just break that fucking game. From the inside. From the inside out. <laughs> like April said, her spy moves. All right. Sorry. Are you ready for a bio? Are you ready for my PowerPoint presentation? Okay. Exhibit A. <laughs> Mistress Marley is a pro dom, a sex educator, and an adult event organizer. She does swinger events, kink events, all kinds of things. Hailing from the South, she made her way to New York City, where she began to dabble in the BDSM industry. With an undergraduate and graduate degree in human sciences, she naturally loves to dive into the mind. So why not mix that with kink? When she's not dominating loyal servants, she spends her time educating women on how to be the dom they've always wanted to be through her organization, Black Dom Sorority, which now has 1,200 plus members and growing. To learn more, visit thechocolatedom.com. Dom is spelled D-O-M-M-E. Are you ready for the podcast, Chip? And cha-cha-chang-chang. But first... This podcast is made possible by Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for you or your man's family jewels. Self-care is everything, and a well-trimmed bush is better than cologne. You can still enjoy the view, but with less obstruction. Enter Manscaped's electric trimmer, the Lawnmower 2.0, designed specifically for a man's below-the-belt grooming. I personally find grooming super sexy. And the Lawnmower 2.0 is fabulous, getting everything clean and pristine, just how I like it. And let's talk about sweaty balls. I can tolerate some sweaty balls from time to time, but it certainly does not inspire me to bury my face in there. That's why Manscaped has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It will keep you fresh and dry just when you need it. Penis owners, it's time to step up your game. And to get you started, our listeners get 20% off and free shipping with code SHAMELESS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code SHAMELESS. Your bits will thank you for it. And now back to the show. All right, everyone, it is interview time. We are super excited to be here with the Mistress Marley, pro-dom sex educator, adult event organizer. And this one is uh, sure to be a saucy and juicy episode. Um, Mistress Marley, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me, ladies. We're super happy to have you here. So can you explain what is financial domination. We can talk more about, I mean, I, I think our listeners probably know what domination, like do, they've heard like dominance and submissive and all of that, but what is in particular is financial domination? So basically financial domination is a, a form of erotic humiliation where the submissive gets off on giving away their money or their wallet or their finances to the dominant, which is called the FinDom. And so you, uh, so it usually works that way in terms of it's men giving women their, their money, their finances, or is it sometimes they're giving you control? Like not only they're just handing over money, but are they giving you like actual control over what they do with their money? Yes. So like I'll have clients or like, I know other girls that have clients where their subs will literally ask them like, 
hi, mistress, am I allowed to go out and spend this much money at the bar? How much can I spend at the bar? How much can I spend on shopping today? How much can I spend on my wife? Like, it gets that intense. And so, so is, is there, uh, is it like an unspoken agreement or are there contracts involved? Because I'm just learning about this and it's so fascinating to me. And I would just love to kind of, we, we're definitely going to get into some juicy details, but uh, how do you know uh, how to set this up? And, or is it just different for each uh, financial dominatrix? So sometimes you'll have subs that just come straight to you and they're like, I can commit to this much amount this week, this month. Sometimes like the doms and the subs together come up with what we call a debt contract. Um, Sometimes the doms will list out their monthly bills like, hey, my rent is this much, food, grocery, cell phone bill. What bill can you adopt? So there's something we do also call adopt a bill. Yeah, so I've heard. So I I looked online when I well, first when I heard about this, I was like, "What is financial domination?" And and I looked online and I saw a lot of different th- pieces there where where I saw essentially like sometimes the you know the femdom can become like their accountant and their bookkeeper, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're in charge of this, and I've heard read stories about femdoms also, or fine doms, I guess you call it. That's the name, right? Fine doms, fine femdom, femdom. Okay, yeah. Fen, okay. So that they um, that they are almost like helping them to organize their affairs and budget and be more on top of their game while getting paid for being on you know being the or the you know the dominator of that. Is that something right. that you experience too? Personally, I don't do that. I don't really put that much time into helping subs like budget or like figure out what they're going to do with their money if it's not coming to me. Um, but there are a lot of, uh, girls that do that also, which that comes more into when you're more comfortable with, more comfortable with a sub. Like I wouldn't do that or someone wouldn't do that with a sub that they just met. Maybe like the relationship has been there for a year, a couple years, or they're more comfortable with them. But for the most part, subs are just initially coming to doms just to give their money away just right away. Are you meeting them in person or is this all like over video or? So it can be either way. So like um, most of FinDom work is done online. So Twitter is like the biggest platform for FinDom. And most of the subs, you never see their faces. They remain anonymous. They just send you money. You have some subs that will send you money and they might want like a Skype session. They might want you to get on Skype with them and humiliate them or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you have some subs that want to do cash meets. That's when they want to meet you in person just to hand you cash and you walk away. Ooh, so they're getting a certain feeling there when they hand you the cash and then you like take the money and walk away. Yes, it's kind of like telling them like you're only good for your money. Ah, okay. So that was yeah. gonna be one of our next questions. What is someone getting out of this? So there's this this feeling, this sensation that they're getting. You walk up. I'm just going to use that example that you said. So they say, I want to pay you in cash in person. You walk up, you take the cash from them and you just look at them like, or maybe you can paint the picture a little bit better than I am. Mm-hmm. You look at them kind of like, you're only worth your money. You don't even deserve my time. Bye. And you walk away. And like, what is that doing to them? I think personally, like, so a lot of these subs are when they do this or when they consent to this, they get, a they kind of get off by knowing that, Hey, I'll never have this beautiful woman, but at least she gets to take my money. And I'll feel like I'm doing something worthwhile, even though she sees me as worthless. Um, it's kind of like all like a mental game to them. Kind of, I even have some subs that they're white men and they see me as a black woman and they say they believe in black supremacy and believing that you know, black women are above them, that, you know, we're goddesses and things like that. So they even get off by giving us money in that way. 
So most of these men are very powerful. They're like either Wall Street men, wherever they may work. They're so used to being in control every day that for once, even if it's just for five minutes, they want to feel out of control. Mm-hmm. This reminds me, did you see that movie that just came out, Hustlers, with, J- with J-Lo? Yes. Oh my God. I was like, this movie is so badass. Anyway, if you haven't seen it out there, because it's these awesome women that are taking care like taking advantage, but not really the men that, that from wall street that wanted them to take their money. And it's like, they were hustling. It was, it was, I thought it was really cool based on a true story. It's powerful. It's super powerful. It puts you in this position that is, I mean, it's definitely a domination standpoint, but it's also, it's totally consensual because they are consensual. Exactly. To this I think situation. that's what a lot of people, um, there's like a stereotype about Fendom that, oh, you're taking these people's money against their will. Like no one's taking anyone's money against their will. Like no one's telling this guy to log into his account and send the money to us. Like it's all consensual. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, it, I guess you said Twitter's a platform to yes. kind of find a person either. I'm, I'm assuming they find you typically. Yes. Okay. So how... I guess we talked about some of the the viewpoints from the people that seek you out. Uh, how do you think that it helps the people like satisfying their fetish other than kind of certain, if they have certain viewpoints, I guess each fetish stems from something, right? Like in the ingrained in their, in their systems or stuff that they're really wanting to maybe explore that they've never looked out or been able to, to achieve in their ordinary lives. So how do you think that this work does help them um, satisfy their fetishes? I think it helps them in a sense of feeling like, cause you know, a lot of these girls that are into Fendom, a lot of them are using the money to either pay bills, pay tuition, um, pay for food, pay for things like that. So I think like when the subs are giving them the money, they kind of get satisfied off of, okay, well, at the end of the day, yes, she's draining me. She's draining my wallet. She's taking my money, but the money to them, the money is going towards something good. Or even if they don't know where the money is going towards, they just feel fulfilled that they were able to pay a woman for that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it seems like there because it is happening this one way. It seems like it's more so power men in power um, with money giving the money to women and and liking the part about the powerlessness that they might feel in that the humiliation that might come of them being like, you know, a weak little loser sissy boy for handing over their money to the strong powerful woman that they never get to touch and have sex with, right? Um, and so that there's this part of them where it's almost like. I don't know, like redemption for all, I don't know, like the harm that they've done to women or that men have done to women, or maybe it's their mommy issues coming out or something along those lines that they're now kind of paying off their, their debt. Exactly. Um, Do you play into the role of the humiliation with them? Yeah. So pretty much right off the bat, subs will come to you and tell you what they want. So like, I myself as a dom and my dom style has been like, I never like to assume what a sub might want. So I never assume that, okay, he's handing me his money. So maybe he likes to be cussed out and called all types of names. So usually subs will come to you and say, Hey goddess, I want you to drain me and tell me how stupid I am and make me lick the floor. Like they'll tell you right off the bat what they want. Mm-hmm. And so by that, like I'll play into their humiliation that way. Uh-huh. Okay. So in the end, it's like, yes, they're giving you their money, but it's kind of like, you have some that give it to you and they want it in exchange for a service, even if it's just them, like you talking shit to them, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, that you, just, that you just said it. it it's, a, it's a service and it's just a different kind of service that people, when they hear about it, they're like, wait, they just hand you money and you tell them that they're pathetic and that's, that's it. But it is still an, ex, an energetic exchange of time exactly. and, and energy. And then, so what about, 
What about the ethical part? Like, what if someone comes to you? I mean, because you're not, you said you're personally not monitoring, you know, their, their bank account, but do you have a way of telling you, like, if it's um, going a little too far, like someone's fetish is so strong that they give their entire life savings away, you know, all their alimony payments. And now all of a sudden they're like living in a, I don't know, a cardboard box because <laughs> they just had to give you your beautiful, amazing, powerful self, all their money. Oh my gosh. Um, so like you have some, like you have some subs that will tell you like, oh, hey goddess, I spent all I can for the month or like whatever. And then with that, you have to be understanding, like, okay, well, they've spent all they can. Then you have some subs that are like, oh, I'm going to like be poor. I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to have that. Sometimes that's them playing into like a fantasy. It's like a game for them too, because honestly, it's not real. Sometimes it's not real when they say, oh, I'm going to like this and that. They get off on you telling them like, I don't care. Keep spending your money or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you have some subs that will say, and they will post on Twitter, I'm stepping away. I'm so addicted to Fendom. I have to step away. I have to, you know. But then that's kind of like a game too, because they want women to be like, oh no, spend your, keep spending your money. So like, to me, it's like all a mind game thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, you might have those rare cases of guys out there that absolutely have spent so much that they're like broke. But then for the most part, I feel like it's just a game. I feel like it would be similar to playing the slots or something for some folks, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's an addiction of some sort where you just want it to always perpetually go on and on. And sometimes you just can't stop because it feels so good when you're in that when you're in that space when you're when you're giving away the money. Yeah, I mean, that addiction is filling up my pockets, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's someone that has a whole bunch of money constantly coming in, then, I mean, right. you know, what else are they going to, well, what are you going to go spend it on? You might as well go and spend it on your redemption to awesome, strong women. So, I'm into right, that. and a lot of them, like, and a lot of them, whether they admit it or not, they have, like, a, like they've allotted a certain amount of money they're going to spend. Okay, y'all, time for a quick break. This podcast is made possible by some of our favorite things. Uberlube is one of them. It's a luxurious lubricant great for all kinds of sex. It's less likely to throw off your pH than most other lubes. Seriously? There are hundreds of doctors who recommend Uberlube to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks who are experiencing dryness. Amy, I know you love Uberlube too. What do you love? I love Uberlube because it has no flavor, no scent, and it feels absolutely amazing on my body. In fact, I want it everywhere. I even use it in my hair for my hair frizzies, for massage, and it can also prevent chafing. Oh, and the bottle is gorgeous. It's discreet and looks like a beautiful cosmetic product, so you can leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, go check out uberlube.com. Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX and you get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com, code SHAMELESSSEX and 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that helps you add more sexy things to your menu. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made tasteful and inspiring short videos to show you techniques on how to pleasure yourself or another vulva. Amy, tell us why you love OMGS. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it has changed their lives. Whether you're already having good orgasms and want to have even better orgasms, or perhaps you want to explore more variety in your playtime, or even learn how to pleasure someone else's vulva, OMGS will have something for you. With two seasons, one all about internal and the other all about external techniques, it's better than any book or DVD that money can buy. 
To learn more, visit omgs.com backslash shameless and our listeners get $5 off. That's omgs.com backslash shameless. You get $5 off. Go check it out now and back to the show. And we didn't, we didn't kind of, we touched on this a little bit in the beginning and I guess it's, it depends on who you are as this in your, you know, Findom state, but if you mm-hmm. want to look at their, their banking statements or to, to kind of verify if they're spending 15 or $30,000 a month that they actually have this, and this is feasible and they actually have this amount of money to spend. Is that something that you do as well? Or you kind of just take their word for it? Or is that just... Um, I've had subs where I've like asked them to take a screenshot of their bank account and they've like took a screenshot of their bank account to show me like how much they've spent. Like if, like when they went out, how much they spent. Um, so you have some subs that are completely transparent because for them that makes the experience even better to be that transparent. Then you have some that are completely mysterious and you just kind of just have to take their word for it. Or like, I think the thing I want people to understand about Fendom is you can get a sub one day spending money on you and then he'll disappear and you'll never see him again. Or you can get a sub that spend money and he stays around for a whole year. He's sending something to you every day, every week. So it's one of those things where I tell girls, even like new girls that are coming into the industry, don't get caught up on one sub. And if that sub disappears, don't let that like have your world crashing down around you. Mm-hmm. Because and it's it could, like an addiction for them. Yeah. Totally. That's how I, I, I think it would be probably in the same realm as, as like a gambling addiction because it does feel so good to them. And it is honoring this fetish that they, they've always wanted to do. So, um, I don't know. I, I think this is awesome because it is consensual. It's, it's not, it's them making the choice to do this. They're pressing the button or they're, they're making the moves to transfer right. the money to you. It's not like you doing anything that is out of, of, I think, you know, out of integrity, you're in integrity. You're like, I'm working. Right. Making right. Choice. Uh, how did, we didn't ask you, how, how did you get to this place? How did you um, get into the Findom uh, uh, work area, that space? So I had been living in New York. I had just lost a job and I was dead broke. And so I Googled how to make money as a woman online being sexy. And, you know, a lot of things came up like webcam models, Snapchat models, stuff like that. But the more I scrolled down, I saw something that said Fendom, financial domination. I'm thinking, what the hell is this? Like, maybe this is just like a course someone's talking about or like Mm -hmm. some type of like life course or something. And then I clicked it and it brought me to Twitter. And then that's when I saw hashtag Fendom and it was like a whole nother world. And I couldn't believe that this had been happening this whole time while I'm sitting here oblivious and just Mm -hmm. whatever. And then the more I studied on it, because when I saw it, I didn't just jump right into it and make an account. I studied it for a couple months before I decided to make an account because I wanted to make sure I knew all the lingo. I wanted to make sure I knew how to market myself. I wanted to make sure I knew who to look out for, like scammers and stuff like that. So I was just taking different notes and then I jumped right into it. And within the first week, I got my first tribute. Nice. A tribute is when they send you, just send you money? Yes. And tribute can be any amount. A tribute can be from $5 to $500. So a tribute is just something that, you know, they choose to send, whether they tell you they sent it. Like there's times where I get tributes from a person and they never even message me, but it came from somebody. Hmm. Some of them like to silently tribute. Some of them like to tribute without telling you that they're going to do it. So interesting. There's not even like a recognition. It's just like, they just know, I just sent my money off and it's gone into the abyss of this awesome, beautiful woman. So do you tell them how much money or is it just like, pay me to make me happy and they'd choose i'll just like make a post on twitter like um like today i'll be like happy hunt day send your money and then like i'll just put my little 
like my payment methods and stuff like that and then they'll just send oh my god I, lo- I think I love you. <laughs> I it's so it's it's you know like I think about just some like mysterious sub dropping off a, a briefcase full of cash like in some <laughs> mysterious location and you like going in like a, a beautiful trench coat and picking it up. That's, oh my gosh, that would just, be, I might need to recreate that. I right? Know, let me write that down. But it's more like a push of a button, and which is actually really cool too. Yeah. So. I mean, there's you don't need to deposit anything; just goes right here, bank account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, uh, so, okay, do you do other? You yeah, I believe you do. You're a pro dom, so tell us about yes. some of the other dom work that you do, please. So, um, I found fin dom first, but then I decided, hey, like I really want to just do other things offline. So then I started studying the art of fem dom and female led relationships and stuff like that. So within Femdom, I am a prodom, which a prodom is someone that does domination services for pay. So prodom versus lifestyle. You have lifestyle doms also, which I also do lifestyle when I have the time. Lifestyle is just doing it generally just for like the fun of it and just, you know, um, just for the fun of it, basically. So within prodom, I have different services I offer. So I do pegging, I do foot worship, I do face sitting, I do wax play, rope play, flogging. I do all those things. And I can honestly say versus femdom and fendom, I think I really, really love femdom more, which is like the physical stuff. Um, only because I've met some very amazing people through it. I've learned a lot of good things. And honestly, just inflicting pain on someone that wants it is amazing. I have heard. We actually had someone <laughs> on our podcast who started the practice um, Bondissage. And mm-hmm. it's just Jaylene and she's a, a sadist. And the, mm-hmm. the way that she describes her job sounds awesome. I mean, these people are like asking her to just, in some show, some people just like want the most pain possible. And of course, it's mm-hmm. all within negotiation and consent. Right. And they're right. getting quite often they're getting like this deep cathartic release that I like that I I feel like I have experienced sometimes from like really intense either ecstatic experiences or sex, sexual experiences like I I understand I understand it's so a lot of people and again I just want to remind all of our listeners that you know kink and BDSM isn't always about pain actually a lot of it most of it I don't know yeah. I, I, most of it is not right there's like pain is a part of it for some people and for, for a lot of right. people not. Um, but God, you, to be in that consensual space and, um, to be able to deliver that to people must be, make you feel like a fucking badass. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. Like the feeling of empowerment I get during a session, before a session, after a session, it's just like everything to me. I love it. Like I consider myself a sensual sadist. Mm -hmm. So yes, I like inflicting pain, but I also like being very soft. And another word for that is I consider myself a mommy dom also. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm very, very like, you know, um, like I'll console you and like, I'll take care of you, but I'm still very stern. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Like that that. Yeah. Um, kind of a mind fuck in its own. Yeah. Yeah. She beat the shit out of me, but now she's petting me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so let's talk about uh, que- like a more personal question. So mm-hmm. you're obviously a boss dom outside and you're getting paid to be this amazing person that you are and, and mm-hmm. living into the, the true embodied person of this uh, femdom. But what about when you're not getting paid in the bedroom? What does that look like? So I consider myself to be a switch. So I can be submissive, but I can only be submissive for like the perfect man like I'm not someone that's just like I can have a one night stand or like I can just have a date and then all of a sudden I want to be submissive to him like even when I go on dates I tell guys on the first date that I'm a dominatrix like I just put that right on the table because you need to know right now like 
that this is what I do. I'm not going to change just because you might think a certain way. But in the bedroom, I can be submissive. But if I don't know if this makes sense, but like I'm a dominant submissive. Mm-hmm. So like Isn't I'll be like topping from the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like I'm submissive, but in a way I'm still telling you how to make me submissive. I'm uh-huh. still giving you instructions. I'm not just sitting there taking it or being silent or whatever. Like I'm still telling you like, no, this is not work or no, do it this way. So yeah. That's a hundred. Yeah. hundred percent topping from the bottom. I was uh uh, having sex with uh, my uh, person that I'm in love with recently, who I don't have a title for yet, but <laughs> is probably listening. Hey, you, um, um, you wonderful human that I'm in love with. Um, I, I don't even remember what we were doing, but I, I, I made some sort of like request or suggestion um, when they were totally in the lead. And after I was like, and that's what you call topping from the bottom. <laughs> he was like, I do that a lot. It's so hard. It's just, it's just so hard not to like, yeah. even when I tell myself like, shut up, just shut the fuck up. Like I'm still just like, still telling them what to do. Yeah. And it's, it, and it, yeah. I, I, so for our listeners who do not know what a switch is, you know, switch is someone who can top, they can bottom, they can play more do- dominant or submissive roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they kind of move all over. And so it, it sounds like no matter what your dominance shows up, it just shows up in different ways and it, you can show up in a submissive way, which I love. I love that because I love, I love when people highlight the, um, that thing, the, the diversity of sexuality, that, it, that it's not just one way. It's not just dominant and submissive. You know, there's all these mm-hmm. in between, all these different shapes and forms. It depends on your mood and who you're having sex with. And um, yeah, that it's constantly changing. And so we actually got an email from someone that, that wanted, because you said lifestyle, Dom. So when mm-hmm. April asked this question, are you also a Dom in the bedroom? Is that the same as lifestyle, Dom? It depends if your partner is into kinks because you got to understand like there's like even though I'm topping from the bottom, most of my partners in private are vanilla men. Right. So like they don't know much about kinks. They don't know much about fetishes. So it really wouldn't be lifestyle for them. To them, it would just be regular just intercourse. Lifestyle to me is someone that's well versed in the BDSM community. They know the lingo. They know um, the practices. They know about consent. They know every term there is to know. To me, that's more so lifestyle where they're literally living the life every day. So lifestyle doms or subs live the life every day. Okay. Yes. We were, we interviewed Veronica Jans. um, I forgot what she talked about, but, um, and so she said, referred to her partner as her master. So they, and they live at 24 seven. So that's a life. So their lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. But she was a lifestyle, she was a lifestyle sub. So Louie, this is perfect that you're talking about this because so, so you, you, do like some lifestyle dom stuff or with, depending on your relationships you said because you said you kind of do it for fun sometimes or you don't yeah so I have certain subs where um so I have subs that I only have for pro dom sessions like they pay for their sessions they like know their client then I have some subs that su- excuse me subs Ugh. some subs <laughs> that are lifestyle where if there's an kink event going on if like there's an event I have going on if there's any like play parties they come with me to those parties Uh so I do that within lifestyle right so like it's not they don't have to pay they don't have to do anything like that but I like to have them by my side for the purpose of playing in the lifestyle but I will say that I don't I don't live my dominant life 24 7 yeah okay and for safety, for safety stuff. So I'm, I'm assuming that you probably have some kind of system, but if there's folks out there that want to do 
this as maybe as, as a career, maybe as an, you know, an external way to make some, some extra cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there safety stuff? Would you recommend just like kind of vetting people for a while or? Yes. For yeah. sure. Okay. So I definitely screen clients. So like I ask for ID. Um, there's this app that a lot of women use called Mr. Number. So say if you get the phone number, you can look their number up and like other women all over the world will review like if this guy was a jerk, like, um, so that's a free app. I also like during sessions, I also try to have security or a friend with me. I never go to sessions alone. Like I never have sessions alone because you just really never know. Like even with clients I've had for a long time, I still have like security because like I said, you just never know. Yeah. Um, I always tell girls like to always be one step ahead. So realize like people will try to get over on you in this BDSM world. They'll like to say, oh, well, so-and-so did it like this for me or so-and-so did it like that. It doesn't matter who did something for them a certain way. It's all about your way and how you want to do things. So I just, I just always tell like all the girls I mentor and coach, like just always be smart, always think one step ahead and just always be ready for just anything. I like that. And even if you have had a client that you feel like you could trust or that digitally feels really comfortable, you just never know. And exactly things change when you're face to face. So I, I like the security aspect. I think that that feels that feels like it would be good and, and just give you this extra layer of confidence going into a situation right. because you don't need to be thinking about, you know, carrying a, a bottle of mace. You're like, no, I've got exactly. my security. So we're good. Exactly. But still um, have that means. Totally. But still have it. Just in case. You never know. <laughs> Take some self-defense courses. Right. right. <laughs> you just Grab, never know. twist, pull, stomp yeah. on their foot. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Yes. That's what they're already paying for. <laughs> Damn it. No, they have, they nope. They're into it. Damn it. <laughs> So, oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> they're already into that. Damn it. They're already into it now. So uh, <laughs> tell us about the Black Dom sorority you created because this sounds super cool and I, I want to learn more about this. Um, so Black Dom sorority was created in July of this year. Um, when I started my Fin Dom journey, I noticed there was a lot of other Black and Afro-Latino women on Twitter, you know, complaining or basically venting about how they felt ignored how they felt like they tried to ask other doms for help and like other doms weren't helping them or how they felt like they didn't have a support system because in our community alone, things like this is taboo for us. Like even sex education, sex positivity talk is taboo in the black community. Um, that's why now you're seeing more black sex educators come out more like, you know, um, black doms, black kink, like any, like it's starting to become more widespread because we're noticing the need in the community. So when I saw that this was happening, I thought, what can I create so these women feel comfortable and that we have a safe space so we can talk? So then I created Black Dom Sorority and initially just started out with five friends on Facebook. We had a group, a private group. Next thing I know, I went to 50. Next thing I know, it was 100. And now, in de- as of December, we're at 1,200 members. Oh, awesome. And this is only six yes. months in. That's amazing. Yes. So, like, ever since then, like, we just, we have a community where we go to events together. I hold classes. We even have an emergency fund for ladies in need. Um, We even help each other learn, like, how to build content, like, how to um, market ourselves. Because initially what the group is, is teaching other doms how to brand themselves. Because every dom has an individual brand. Mm -hmm. So, that's, yeah, so that's what it is. And I, we do, like, induction rounds. So, like, right now I'm on round six. So what we do is the girls have to go through a three-day vetting process before they can join the group because we want to know who's joining us and how serious you are and stuff like that. I love the community aspect, though, that you're bringing because a support system is so essential for everyone's not only survival, but for everyone to grow and to get better at what they're doing. So that's, that's yeah. really, really, and we talk work. about everything from, we talk about everything from sex work, the sex positivity to threesomes to orgies. We just have a good old time in there. Like we just talk about anything. It's a very safe space. 
Oh, cool. And where are you? You're on the East Coast? Yes, I'm in New York City. Okay. Uh, and so are most of these uh, these women that are in the Black Dom sorority in, in, in the East Coast, are they all over? Nope, it's all over. I okay. just found out the other day we had like three girls in Korea also. What? So That's like awesome. we're international. We have a lot of girls in London. We have some girls in Paris. So we're international. Ooh, oh my God. Yeah. Well, it's so it's so wonderful to for you to what, create, you know, your own your own niche, uh, but then to also have, create a community, like April said, you know, and an, and an offering as well from it. And so it's it's interesting, like this this whole FinDom thing. These men are giving you money are supporting you and your your growth and your empowerment, but then you're mm-hmm. in turn taking it and also directing that to other women too so and giving it, it back yeah in turn your clients if any of your clients are listening keep sending this woman money because <laughs> it's going to a good cause not only a helping great cause great <laughs> cause not only one woman but 1200 and growing other women mm-hmm. Ooh, or yes. make that part of your orders the next time you uh reach out to one of your subs be like hey i'm ordering you to listen to <laughs> i need a dollar actually, per person in my so sorority. i actually had a i actually had a guy reach out the other day and he wants like 20 of us in new york to dominate him so he's trying Ooh. to set up a session and he's gonna like pay everyone so Jeez. i think and we're gonna and we're gonna record it so it's gonna be awesome can they even all get a hand on him 20 people <laughs> <laughs> i'm like um do you know what you're i'm like do you know what you're signing up for yeah. <laughs> we gotta have like maybe you gotta lay on some, i don't even know you gotta put him up, up on like a pedestal of some sort with this yeah right and just oh spin him around please film it put it on twitter i would like to see this oh, yes, as long as of course so can you tell our listeners that, I mean, I know your website is thechocolatedom.com. That's D-O-M-M-E. Um, yes. Can you tell our listeners, is that the best way people would find you, work for you? Can you also tell them about your social media and all that stuff? Yeah, so the best place to find me is on my fourth Instagram page, since Instagram has deleted me. Oh, yeah, we got <laughs> At that. least four times. Um, so my Instagram is at thechocolatedom, D-O-M-M-E underscore. And then also on Twitter, because... I like Twitter more because anything goes on Twitter, honestly, and you have less, you know, censoring. But on Twitter, you can find me at eyes, like eyes, E-Y-E-S, X on fire. Mm. Oh, eyes, X on fire. Ooh, yes, that's, that's been my Twitter name since like eighth grade. I haven't changed it. But. And if people want to work with you, how do they work with you? How do they start giving you the money or set up sessions? They can also hit me up on Instagram or they can email me at thechocolatedom at gmail.com. And go check her out, her website. She is gorgeous. And she just looks oh, like she... Thank you. She looks like she like has, has the, the ability, like you said, to kind of beat you up and then hold you and pet you after. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You command. You command it. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mistress Marley, for your time and sharing all of this valuable, wonderful info and insight. And, uh, you know, this episode, this is, uh, it's Christmas Eve. So for those of us out there that are celebrating the holidays, whichever one, Christmas Eve. So uh, hopefully someone's getting financially dominated on Christmas Eve. Or if you're not, send me Christmas gifts. Exactly. You know where to go so you can get your financial domination kicks. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, awesome. Thank you to all the listeners out there. And uh, we wish you a shameless sex revolutionary 2020 because it's on the horizon. And uh, we'll see you all next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.